0: Hi, I'm Kenan, and you were probably expecting Rachel to introduce herself, but she will not be joining us for episode 32 of part of our world podcast due to an illness that you may also hear in my voice. Thankfully, our good friend Matt Merlino from Love of the Mouse podcast stepped in to share about his most recent trip to Walt Disney World, specifically to capitalize on several days At Epcot's Food and Wine Festival. So, in a pinch, I reached out to him, brought him onto the show, and we had a great conversation. You may also notice some audio issues in the Skype call that Matt and I had. That is on my end. Uh, Basically, I built a new computer, and I'm not sure what went wrong, but there's something wrong. So, uh, I'll be fixing that before next episode to get back to that quality sound that our listeners have come to know and expect from our show. and I do apologize for the quality of this episode, but hopefully you enjoy the conversation nonetheless. Thanks, Matt, for joining us, especially on such short notice.
1: No problem at all. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, and welcome. Um, so, with first-time guests, one thing that we always like to do is just get to know you a little bit and get to know a little bit about your like Disney background, your love of the magic. And so, maybe tell us a little bit about kind of your journey. When when did you first kind of go to Disney, and then when did you? You catch the Disney bug if you will
1: sure absolutely I love this question I love when anybody asks me this Um, yeah and I I think well I'll start with when I first went the first time I went was when I was in fifth grade I traveled with my parents to Walt Disney World uh, in 2005 so roughly 14 years ago Um, and since then it's just been an absolute love for the parks um, in 2013, I went with uh, the senior band. Um, I was actually the videographer for the band, so I got to go and piggyback on their trip and just got to film all around Walt Disney World, and I just wow. in up with the parks then. So that really, um, it allowed me to go to some areas that I wasn't actually allowed to go to, um, especially entering the parks. I think we got to enter through cast member entrances, so that was really cool, especially whenever it was only my second time. Um, And then from there on, I've just been trying to get back as much as possible. So,
0: yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Okay, so videography for the band, is that like a skill set that you you have? Have you thought about vlogging or, or doing any sort of like documentary type stuff when you go?
1: You know, I actually just got back from a trip last week. And I have a ton of videos that I'm going to be editing and doing our first vlog for my show, actually, uh, Love the Mouse Podcast. I'm starting up a YouTube channel for us uh, within the coming weeks and just kind of getting back into the video stuff. Um, I started as a video major in college, okay. and then I realized that I sucked at it. So I switched to graphic design, which I felt very much more comfortable doing. So, yeah, that uh, I do still have that video passion. It's just I haven't had the time to really do it with anything involving disney yet
0: nice well i look forward to it um that's that's really cool we took tons of video actually i got a um galaxy s10 so i could shoot 4k when we were there very nice And and i got some pretty decent video but i tell you what video editing takes so much time that i've done one one complete day of our trip from from that so
1: Yeah, and that, what, you guys went in July? June. Oh, June, yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, it's been a while, so, (laughs) but I'm also a teacher, and we started the school year, so it was like, you know, whirlwind happened, so I'll get to it eventually, but it'll probably at this point be like a winter break project, unfortunately. Sure, sure. Okay, cool, so your last trip was what, last weekend?
1: That is correct, yes.
0: Okay. And I know that you, this was like your year of the annual pass. Yes. Like the first time you got it. And then you said you're not renewing it. Correct. So, so what I guess changed as an annual pass holder, like what were some of the big standout things that made this year different from previous trips to Walt Disney World?
1: So in the past two years total, I think I've gone down to the park seven times And four of those times whereas an annual pass holder so two trips prior I think yeah so I started in 2017 I went once then three times in 2018 and my first time as an annual pass holder was in September of 2018 so that's really when it started Um, excuse me and I think the biggest uh, the biggest difference between not being a pass holder and being a pass holder was how much money I actually saved in the long run. Okay. Because I bought tickets for Tori, my co-host on my show and my girlfriend, um whenever we would travel together. So just seeing how much I was spending for her tickets alone for park hoppers for three days it was roughly four hundred dollars for a three day park hopper. Yeah. And I could go for ten days and pay 600 more and i was in the parks for i couldn't even tell you how many days yeah. with my annual pass so just the trade-off on ticket prices alone was absolutely worth it and then the merchandise discounts added on top of that and the food discounts too it was yeah. just yeah it was a no-brainer for me
0: did you have any of those pass holder moments where you're just like oh i just to get to breeze right through or i get into this thing because i'm a pass holder
1: Well, no. Actually, I hadn't had any of those moments. Any time that I would go for the passholder entrance, it was always packed. And I would just go as far left as possible, and there would be nobody in line. So it's just like, you know, I'll just go in where there's nobody. That's funny. But I did make it a point the last time I entered Epcot, uh, on my last day of my trip, to go through the passholder line regardless, just to go through it while I could. Yeah. So...
0: Now, did you get your Epcot passholder goodies for food and wine?
1: I did. I did get the the mini magnet and the coasters. And actually, one thing that they don't advertise, it's your fourth trip to Epcot is the coasters as a passholder. But you could literally walk in, walk out four times in the same day, and it counts as a different trip. Oh. Yeah, which nice. I didn't do. I didn't do that. I went four days in a four row. Four
0: separate days. Oh, yeah, boy. and I was
1: there probably six times throughout the entire trip, just in and out, just because wow. Epcot's my favorite. So I I love being there and listening back to you talking about World Showcase, just I'm in the same boat as you, like just could spend days. Days, yeah. Trips. Yeah.
0: Uh that's that's funny though. Hey, that's a good pro tip though. You know, next time you just guys like us we're gonna want to spend four days at Epcot but other people might just want to go in and out in and out so right good to know yeah well that's kind of a nice segue into tonight's topic because we're gonna hear from you and about your most recent trip and I I loved the trip report that you did with your parents and your girlfriend um it was just so fun I haven't been with my dad in a while but your dad and just the way that he would talk about the magic of Disney just reminded me a lot of my dad where it's just like so many of the little things impressed him and I, I think that's great because he hadn't been in a long time right? in between those two trips and right. there's just something about when you're really far removed from it and don't get me wrong, I don't want to be far removed from it, <laughs> I want to be, I want to go as much as possible. Um, but when you have those like huge gaps, you kind of forget just how incredible even the smallest details that Disney does is and so I, I really enjoyed all of you guys talking about it but especially him being like oh and they, i can't believe they did this right <laughs> I was like yeah no that is so cool that
1: so. yeah no absolutely i i like they keep talking about it every time that i bring up something disney they're like oh yeah we loved it we had such a blast so it was awesome because i i wanted to make that trip so perfect and it honestly turned out perfect yeah it sounds like sounds yeah. like you did so it was it was fantastic
0: but yeah, yeah, food and wine was Yeah, this recent trip was crazy. solo for you, right?
1: Yes. This was awesome. my second solo trip.
0: Okay. So So yeah, let's 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 hear it. So what kind of the uh, I know you I know food and wine was a huge focus and you have a whole episode that you dedicate to previewing food and yes. wine. So I'm curious how many of those you followed through on trying and, and kind of what your favorites were. But also just the whole trip in general. Like, you know, did what did you do that weekend that you were
1: there yeah absolutely so the big thing that i was able to do obviously was to see galaxy's edge yes so i was not anticipating being able to see that in the time span of my annual pass and then when they announced that it was going to be opening in august i was like okay my pass expires in september i need to go
0: got to get there yeah
1: so i when i was there in july i ended up booking a bounce back rate from the room because it was actually cheaper than the pass holder discounts Wow! So I got Coronado for like 175 a night.
0: That's crazy good. Yeah.
1: So it was really worth it, just waiting uh, to see what kind of rate I could get with the bounce back, because I know Coronado was relatively cheap, uh, just with the pass holder rate. But it was, I think, like 190 or so. So I saved 15 bucks a night, and that paid off in the long run, long run, with how much I actually ate for food and wine.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So,
1: so yeah, um, Galaxy's Edge was the big thing, and then Food and Wine because that's like my absolute favorite thing to do at Disney. And then the Halloween party was going on the Sunday that I was there, but I didn't get a chance to go unfortunately, just mm-hmm. because I had other things. The Steelers were playing that night; it was their <laughs> own game, so I unfortunately watched that in my room, and yeah. we won't talk about the outcome of that. <laughs> for those but...
0: of for those of you who don't know, Matt and I are. Rivals, I don't want to say division rivals like Browns and Steelers are Just flat-out NFL rivalry. So it's it's a miracle that we've been brought together by our love of Disney
1: (laughs) (laughs) Very true, but I
0: I get it. I get it. You got to go you got to support your team. So yeah
1: so I I did hit up every park um, just in my four days that I was there nice Uh, and it was It's kind of funny because every time that I've gone, I change my favorite park. Like, a couple years ago, I, I said it was Magic Kingdom. And then in the, the, the spring this year, I said it was Animal Kingdom. And then after, with my parents, I said Epcot. And then I thought maybe after Star Wars, I was going to say Hollywood Studios. But I can't fathom saying Hollywood Studios after Star Wars. It's not because Star Wars is bad. It's just because I love Epcot so much. Yeah. And Epcot was the only park that I went to every single day. And sometimes multiple times a day. So it was just that consistency of going back to the place that I love. And the place that you can just explore so much. Mm -hmm. I know you've talked about it multiple times on your show. Just the immersion of the World Showcase. And just how much you can explore. And just everything. Like being immersed into different cultures in the same place is so crazy.
0: Yeah, World Showcase is... um just so unique and like you said immersive is a great way to describe it like you feel you're like you're in those countries um and it's interesting because the future world is undergoing like a total renovation right now was was there construction while you were there was club cool still open or was it like done by the time you were there
1: i was actually there the last day that club cool was open oh wow yes i was there for the last day beverly uh (laughs) no i didn't get a beverly They had the Beverly all taken out at that point. Um, And then the Fountain of Nations was removed that same day. But it was still going on. The the show and the fountain, I guess, was still on the next day. But uh, the third day that I was there, that Monday, they had put up walls around it. So you couldn't really like the the construction had started that third day.
0: Okay, So so this is a bit of a sidebar. But what are your thoughts about the transformation of the future world?
1: Um, I think I am in the minority that's excited
0: uh-huh. just
1: because it's something new. I'm always excited to see Disney do anything new. Um, I know that it's really, really straying from what Epcot was supposed to be with all these new changes, mm-hmm. but just from the bl- the blueprints that have been released online and from D23, Just all these different things. It looks like it's going to be absolutely beautiful. And bringing that modern feel. But also keeping that kind of retro vibe as well. That Epcot gives off. I think that's going to blend so well together. And make it absolutely amazing.
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm with you there. So I guess if that makes us the minority. Then so be it. The only thing I'm skeptical about is. uh, Spaceship Earth. And that they. I don't know, I just don't know what they're gonna do with that attraction, and it scares me just a little bit.
1: Yeah, I don't think that one's gonna live very long, once everything comes to fruition. Right. But it's in a good spot, I guess, with Guardians going there, and the Space Restaurant, which right. the name is slipping my mind right now, but being all of that... Space Restaurant, that's what we're Yeah, <laughs> sure. So being that... Uh, that area all themed to space i think it could potentially live on a little longer than it would previously yeah
0: the space restaurant is going to be called space 220 okay so we so we were close
1: <laughs> sure we got part of it right
0: right okay so um shoot where were we in your oh that epcot is it's hard for you to say anything except epcot for your favorite park yes right. and i'm i'm there with you
1: yeah so it might be
0: completely different five years down the line but we'll see
1: <laughs> yeah it, i mean just how much they're changing everything is going to be it, like, i think it's awesome i'm really excited for all of the changes that are coming
0: yeah um, so. and it's not like they're bulldozing world showcase so right absolutely and I'll that's always at that the park. remy's yeah. looks like it's going to slot real nicely into france i'm not too worried about that so
1: yeah, and that ride's supposed to be awesome, I know. so seeing all the videos of where's that Paris that they have yeah. currently, mm-hmm. yeah, so that that's that looks really cool. I'm really excited for that for sure, so yeah, um, I'll dive into some of the stuff that I had at Food and Wine because I know you wanted to touch on food and wine a little more than some of the other stuff.
0: yeah, well, I have to live vicariously through you because we won't be making it to food and wine this year. <laughs>
1: Have you done food and wine in the past? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. It's awesome. What was your favorite thing that you had experienced there? (sighs) Um...
0: Oh, shoot. I'm trying to remember what all we had that really stood out. The one thing that is on the top of my head right now is the Brazilian cheesy bread. Yes. I forget what the name is, um, but that was delicious. And I don't. I'd have to look back at my notes and see what we had and what, what really stood out, but that that's the one that's in my memory, so that it'll we'll go with that.
1: I did try that last year and I agree, it was fantastic. It was very, very good. I yeah, don't remember the NEM either. It's but. a
0: decent it's a decent price for what you get too. Right. Some Absolutely. stuff it's like, oh this is delicious, but the portion is like a fingernail.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I didn't run into anything that I was unhappy about the portion size except for drinks i think the drinks get smaller every single year yeah because like i remember last year i had a mimosa at the shimmering sips bar which was new last year and i got a frozen mimosa last year and so this year i tried the tropical mimosa and i'm not a huge drinker but i enjoy mimosas for sure and I could drink the thing in like two sips and it wasn't even a problem. Well, wow, so, that's sad.
0: Yeah, yeah you got to savor it. Yeah. Okay, so. So, so based on your expectations going in, what were maybe some things that exceeded your expectations, met your expectations, and fell short of your expectations?
1: Okay, sure. Um, so I'm going to save fell short for last just because I really have to think about what fell short. Okay. Um, but I if do know. If there's nothing,
0: that's fine too.
1: No, there there has to be something. There has to be. Oh, I can actually tell you that right now, uh, while it's on my head. Um, I think it's actually a regular thing at Epcot at the refreshment port. The traditional poutine in the okay. Canada Canada Pavilion. It wasn't anything spectacular. Yeah. It was just that traditional poutine. Did so they have a
0: specialty poutine?
1: They did. They had. A beef brisket poutine, which may be a staple in Epcot. I'm not sure if that one's consistent, uh, but there was also a duck one as uh-huh. well. And I tried both the beef brisket and the traditional, and the brisket was like far and away better. Yeah, so
0: I had the brisket, I don't know if it was the same exact recipe, but at Flower and Garden this year, and it okay. was great. I yeah. one thing I loved about it, like it didn't blow me away taste wise. But it was a huge portion, super filling, right? For what I got, and right. tasty. So.
1: And that's that's what, like, why, it, like, I can't say that I was displeased with the traditional because it was a really big portion size. Like that, the whole thing was filled with fries, so mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't bad. But just compared to everything else that I had, that was the thing that didn't stand out.
0: Yeah, you expected better. Right. sense.
1: Right. Um. And I think the thing that exceeded expectations was the Alps booth, which was new this year. Because on my preview episode, where I talked all about the stuff that I was excited for, I kind of just grazed over it. Um, I didn't really go into detail because I didn't know what really to expect. I hadn't looked at any pictures because I don't like doing that. I don't like seeing the food before I go really? in. Okay. Yes, because I want to be surprised. Like, if I want to be walking through Epcot, and I see the picture on the board, on the menu board, and be like, oh, wow, that looks good.
0: Like Okay, that's an interesting stuff, way to do it.
1: Like, I'll read the names, but I won't look up pictures or videos. Uh-huh. So, because if I see that it's, like, doused in cheese, I'm going to be like, oh, I want that. Because cheese <laughs> is, like, my favorite thing in the world. So, when I went past the Alps booth, they had this, um, uh... Oh, man it was like a Swiss cheese melted I can't remember what the name is but it's like a very um, common to the uh, it's raw Swiss cheese that's what it is um, where they melt the cheese over potatoes and fingerling potatoes and pickles and bread and it was absolutely fantastic Okay, I'm
0: looking at a picture of it now. It does look... See, I do do, that. I do do the pictures. I will, like, read reviews, watch videos, everything. I want the creme de la creme of Epcot festivals. But, dang, that, that sounds amazing.
1: It was, like, looking at the picture, it doesn't look that great. Because it just looks like a blob of cheese, really.
0: Yeah, but it looks nice and melty.
1: Right, and that was <laughs> the thing. Like, I saw it, I was like, that looks pretty good. And I read the description... Because, like I said, I've read it and I, I'll listen to podcasts. Like, if anybody does food and wine refused on podcasts, that's like my favorite thing to listen to. Uh-huh. Because I love comparing my thoughts to theirs. Like, if somebody doesn't like something, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, cool. I won't get that. Um, right. But if I don't see the picture, then I'm not too swayed. Because, like, if somebody says they don't like a chocolate cake that's very subjective because I may love this chocolate cake just because I love chocolate or like yeah. I may love this cheese just because I love cheese. So I, I'm, I don't know. I guess I'm weird in that sense. But no, yeah. that's,
0: I think that's cool. That's just yep. a different, different way to approach it. You don't want to have preconceived notions based on the appearance. Right. Um, so speaking of your love of cheese, did you accomplish the cheese scavenger hunt or whatever, where you get the cheesecake reward?
1: I did not, actually, which was, to my surprise, um, I didn't realize beforehand that there were select dishes that you had to try to do that.
0: Uh, It's not just any five cheese-filled dishes. Right,
1: because I absolutely had five cheese-filled dishes while (laughs) I was there, just not the five that I was supposed to. Gotcha. I think the only one that I did have that qualified was that Rocklet Swiss cheese from the Alps. Okay. So, that was, yeah, that was the only one that was on the list. Um, am I sad that I missed out on that? Yes, because I'm sure free cheesecake would taste better than cheesecake that I would have to pay for. Yeah. But, you know, I, I had a lot of food that I really did love, too.
0: Yeah, and then you're married to five things that you may or may not want because you're like, you know, imagine you get three of them and you're like, ah, oh, I got to go get these other two so I can get my cheesecake. and then- Right. And then at that point, is it free because you're spending the money on something you don't want right. to get the cheesecake?
1: Absolutely. And I ran into that last year, too, where I told myself, like, oh, I want to try these different dishes because they're, like, supposed to be signature dishes. And then I just hate, ended up not liking them. Yeah. So I went it and can, go. It
0: can be like, real hit or miss. Yeah. Yeah. Miss that, that was those kiosks.
1: That was my goal. Just kind of going in with an open mind being like, okay, you know, I'm going to go to different places and try things that I just think look good. So
0: spirit of adventure.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And that was what it was all about really. Um, So there were a couple things that I did have to go back for that. I tried last year Mm -hmm. that I just love so much. Um, The whole Canada booth, I think is my favorite booth because you get the, uh, La steak and the cheddar baked potato soup mm. so those are both awesome it's a little hot out for soup in September, it was like 95 degrees so uh, find your shade if you're getting that yeah. but it's delicious so I can't recommend that enough, I think that's my overall favorite um, okay. and then the lobster roll at Hobson and Barley in America, that's another one that I had I tried three times last year, but I limited myself to one this year just so I could try other things. I'm trying to think, what else did I have again? There was one other dish from Flavors from Fire. It was the uh, charred chimichurri skirt steak, which okay. is like a, it's like a steak. It's cooked to absolute perfection. They have like a vegetable slaw on top, and then a it's like a cornbread potato pancake almost underneath. And it doesn't sound great just by the description but putting all those flavors together it's really really good and i'm not huge on slaw or like just vegetables in general but the flavors like mixing it with the meat is honestly really good so it like i'm a picky eater most times but when i'm in disney some something in my mind clicks that makes me adventurous and I don't know what it is.
0: So. It's the pixie dust.
1: <laughs> it, it very well could be.
0: Did you drink the tap water?
1: Uh, You know, I did because it was yeah. 95 degrees. It, yep. I just couldn't.
0: See? It messes with you.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, it does. You're right. But it in good ways. Does. In
0: magical ways.
1: <laughs> true. Very true.
0: Uh, oh, I remember something that I had when we did Food and Wine. Did they still have the Hawaiian yes. kiosk? Yes. Yeah, there was like a pork slider that i had from there that was really good okay similar thing i think when you said slaw it reminded me because it was like pineapple mango slaw or something like I that did,
1: i think that was there this year as well
0: mm-hmm, pulled they, pork
1: yeah i didn't try that I, I tried hawaii last year and it wasn't like it didn't stand out yeah so i was just like you know i'll pass that one up and try something new um, okay
0: any drinks stand out to you i know you said you're not a big big drinker but maybe you tried some
1: I did. I, that tropical mimosa, like I said, that was probably my favorite drink that I had, albeit only two sips. Um, I would have gone back and gotten every single one of the mimosas just because they that one was so good. Mm-hmm. And um, I did have a Pinot Grigio in Italy, um, standard wine. I, I can't say that it was good or bad. I mean, it was, I can't say that it was even refreshing because it was so hot. Yeah. it was just like a okay i'm putting liquid in my body yeah um, yeah
0: but it's food um, wine so you gotta have
1: some wine exactly exactly and that was that was my goal because last year i didn't even go to the italy booth and i'm very italian if you can't see from the video that we're recording yes. uh so and your last name yes and my last name that too um So, yeah, that was uh, doing a disservice to my Italian ancestors last year. So I figured I had to do that this year. Yeah. Uh,
0: You owe it to them.
1: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, So there was that. um, And I think those were actually the only two drink options that I went for. Like I said, it was super hot. Like, it wasn't actually as hot as last year. But uh when it, when it comes to drinking i'm pretty basic I'll, I'll go with like the domestics i could go for a miller light a bud light and that's not what they're serving at food and Lo- food and wine right. <laughs> so i try to stay away from that and save my money just because yeah. i know i'm not gonna super enjoy something whenever i could be getting i don't know another steak or something so yeah
0: ah totally makes sense yeah um so did you only eat food and wine there or did you dine at any of the other quick service or table service restaurants throughout the parks?
1: I did go to Woody's Lunchbox for breakfast the morning that I was in Hollywood Studios. Um, So I rope dropped at Hollywood Studios one morning at 6am and I went over to Star Wars uh, Galaxy's Edge and the wait for Millennium Falcon was 75 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know, I'm not going to wait for this. I've watched the app. It's been 40 minutes later in the day consistently, so I'll just wait and come back. So I walked over to Toy Story Land. I did Slinky, Slinky Dog Dash. I walked right on. Um, awesome. So I got off of Slinky, and then I went over to Woody's Lunchbox. I got the turkey breakfast sandwich, which is fantastic. I love Woody's Lunchbox. I think I've tried every single breakfast option they have there now. Um, and I think the the S'mores French Toast is still my favorite there. But um, so I got that, and then I just walked over to Rock and Roller Coaster, and I rode Rock and Roller Coaster Walk On two times in a row. So,
0: jeez, that's yeah. incredible.
1: And then actually, after that, I walked back to Star Wars and waited 20 minutes for Millennium Falcon.
0: No way. Uh,
1: yeah, because so... sorry, go ahead. So my plan for that was being that Hollywood Studios opens at 6 a.m now with these extra extra magic hours yeah i was thinking okay so everybody's gonna go there first so 6 a.m rolls around and that was the case it was 75 minutes whenever mm-hmm. i got to the ride mm-hmm. and i came back at around eight fifteen. it was posted at 40 and i waited 20 because at that point everybody that was waiting for rope drop had fizzled out and the people who were coming from offsite. Weren't in the parks yet by nine, so that eight o'clock hour is like the best time with the extra, extra magic hours at Hollywood Studios to ride, Smugglers' Rod. Yeah,
0: that's a that's good strategy, and it paid off. So yeah, absolutely awesome. Yeah. Now, now, do you think that the hurricane affected crowds at all? Were you there p- pre or post Dorian?
1: Uh, I was there post Dorian. It okay. was yeah. I my trip was I. Think the weekend after the storm.
0: Okay. So, so, yeah. So, it wasn't so much like people canceling their trips and things of that sort that, that lowered the crowds. It was just, no. just taking advantage of those extra, extra right. magic hours. Were the other parks crowded? Did you notice?
1: Um, honestly, no. They really weren't. Um, the, the most I waited for any attraction was probably 20 minutes and that was Smuggler's Run. Wow that was that was the, me being kind of selective with what I was riding. Like, I wasn't going to wait more than I needed to, just because. Like, if I just walked around the parks, I was totally fine with that. Yeah. Uh, so, I rope dropped Flight of Passage, so I didn't have to wait for that, really. I was on and off in about 10 minutes. Um, like I said, Smuggler's Run within, within 20, and I had fast passes planned, but most of the days i would honestly cancel all of my fast passes that i had planned out and then i just booked extra fast passes randomly throughout the day one by one just wherever wow. i was so it was weird because i'm typically a crazy advanced planner mm-hmm. so going on the fly for me was just like whoa this is a little bit different but it was nice because i felt relaxed more than normal
0: yeah that's awesome and it sounds like that's a good a fitting end to your yes. annual pass holder membership. Yes. Do you think you'll ever do AP again?
1: Uh, if I have anything to say about it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I have to do like a you know, other things that come into life, like you know, buying a house and all the other stuff that comes with being an adult has yeah. to uh, has to happen before I can travel and have fun.
0: Yeah. It's being an, an adult is not always fun in games, which is why Disney's so great. Because yes. even though you have to save up for it, can't always have the annual pass. When you right. get there, you feel like a kid again. Exactly,
1: and that's that's the best feeling in the world. It really is.
0: Awesome. Oh, you know what? I bet I bet too. The fact that you were solo helped with um, yes some of that as well.
1: Yes, it was. I don't want to say that I was going. Slow on my previous trips because I went like we talked about I went with my parents and my girlfriend in Mm -hmm. July and then I went with my girlfriend my brother and his girlfriend in March and in March it was kind of like we were scrambling to do different things and then I took that trip and really kind of I figured out what we did wrong and made sure that we didn't do that in July when I went with my parents yeah. So then, everything that we didn't get to do in July, I was just like, you know, I'm gonna make sure that I, because we didn't get to ride Flight of Passage in July, so, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I'm, I can't not ride Flight of Passage on my last trip, and I don't know when the next time I'm going, so, I gotta get on somehow. So I just rope dropped Animal Kingdom one day and just went from there.
0: Yeah, I mean. 10 minutes, that's that's the way yeah. to do it yeah. I will say we had fast passes for Flight of Passage, Rope Dropped Navi River Journey, but by the time we got back to Navi River uh, now granted we had a fiasco with our kid losing his magic band, but that only set us back like 15 minutes or so um, it was already I think at 120 minutes maybe 150 so it was something wow. over the 2 hour mark, and this is 20 minutes after the park had opened
1: that's insane,
0: yeah but busier time of year is, is part of it, so yes, I imagine at some point they'll have single rider for flight of passage. You I know would know bet. I mean? because they're all they're already like because we did rider swap, so I was technically solo in sure. line, and I got called up so far ahead they just needed one person to fill in. So I think it's only a matter of time before they just flat yeah. out open up a single rider line for that.
1: Yeah, that also happened for me while I was rope-dropping, so that probably cut off maybe another five, so... Right. Yeah, but that, like, just that ride in general, it's like, I can't go and... Like, even coming back, it's like, I want to ride Flight of Passage again. I would go down just to ride Flight of Passage, like, it's mm-hmm. so
0: good. So. Oh, yeah. My dad's going, actually, next week, and I, pl- I planned their trip for them and did all this stuff, but they didn't decide to go until... Well, I don't want to say that. They are not staying on site. And so we booked their Fast Passes 30 days out and didn't get Flight of Passage, of course. Right. And I'm like, you know, we, we made a list. Okay, what do you guys want to do more than anything? And Flight of Passage is at the top of that. So I have, I have them on this like strategy of go, <laughs> rope drop it, but check the the time. And right. if, it's, if it's busy at rope drop, come just check all day and keep going back to it. But it's like... At some point, you might have to wait two hours. I mean, I'm not one to... When I was a teenager, I remember being at Cedar Point and waiting like three hours for Millennium Force. But now, hour and a half tops is probably what I'd wait for a ride. But Flight of Passage is totally worth it. I would wait, you know, two hours for that.
1: Yeah, that... I would wait two hours on a day when I'm not only there for a weekend. That True. was my only stipulation. True. If I'm only there for a select few days, I try to maximize my time in other places. That's a good point. Which is extremely unfortunate because that was the, the big hindrance with my parents was we were only there for three days. And two of those days were in the park. So we did Animal Kingdom right after we got off the plane. And then we went to Epcot that night. And then the next day we were at Studios and Magic Kingdom. So. Yep. There was really like unless we were waiting almost three hours, there was nothing we could do, and it was just we didn't want to get into that. Unfortunately,
0: right. and you were July, so crazy time of year. Usually. Yes, yeah. So what was it like going by yourself? Have, is this
1: have you done that before? Yes, this or... was actually my second time. Um, my first trip as an annual pass holder was also solo last year in September okay so I did the same exact thing I did four days um that time I stayed at all-star sports which Coronado was a big upgrade compared oh, yeah. to all-star <laughs> sports uh that's for sure uh can't recommend Coronado enough that's my absolute favorite place that I've stayed on property awesome. to this point um and at this point that was the first time I've ever stayed in a uh, moderate resort so it's going to be very hard pressed. I'm going to be very hard pressed to stay in a value again just because of how nice Coronado was. So I think I screwed myself in that regard. Yeah.
0: Just do a split stay where you'll do your two nights at All-Star and then two nights at Coronado or whatever. Very get true. the be- get the best of both worlds. Save some money, but also epic yeah, pools.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, the pool at Coronado. Oh man, that thing is awesome. Yeah. It is beautiful, yeah. It just blew my mind. Like the the architecture back there, and the imagining that went into just the design of the resort alone is insane. Right. So yeah, that it was very cool.
0: So what do what do you like about going by yourself? Uh, there's got to be some perks that come with that for sure.
1: Um, yeah there there definitely are. Um, I would say just being able to do what I want to do mm. is nice. Uh, but at the same time, it's not because I found myself getting lonely a lot of the time. Like I wanted to like get off a ride and talk to somebody, but you know, I'm there's nobody around me. Uh, I'm just by myself. Like I uh-huh. could go up to somebody and be like, "Hey, nice to meet you," <laughs> but was that gonna, awesome? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to intrude on somebody's conversation just out of nowhere. Like if I'm on the bus and somebody's having a conversation and that, like, that's easier to jump in. Yeah. But like, I'm not going to run up behind somebody and be like, Hey, how are you? I, I was just on that behind you. And now I'm behind you here and just listening to your conversation, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, now it, it was cool. Uh, in a sense that I was at my own pace. Like I went back to the resort quite a bit. Um, like I would go to, I would rope drop and, by noon, I was back at my resort, um, just getting into the air conditioning for a little bit yeah. mm. in the heat of the day. Uh, the mid the midpoint of the day, I went swimming a couple times at the pool, um, and just having those park hoppers and knowing that I can go wherever I want to, whenever I want to, it wasn't a hindrance. Like it could be like when I went in March with my brother, we only had single day tickets, so mm-hmm. we wanted to maximize our time in the park that day so it was like okay my feet are killing me by five o'clock and i know we have to stay here so it's like oh we're gonna go sit in nemo for 50 minutes just because
0: like, yeah
1: yeah but yeah, it was that's nice. a really good
0: point you know yeah. you're not you're so when you try to pack everything in you're so tied to that itinerary and yes you always have the freedom to be like let's scrap this and go back to the hotel for a little bit we did that on our hollywood studios day. like just could not do it anymore and sure and we had to. we just had to say okay we're going to miss out on x y and z um but it's sweet you know with you on your own trip like you mentioned just how relaxing it was kind of just strolling around the parks yes that, I, I would love to have an experience like that
1: that is my favorite thing to do when i'm by myself i love just walking around not even people watching but practicing photography like i don't have like a crazy good camera I just got the iPhone XR, so Uh it has a nice camera on there, So, and I love just taking pictures on my phone, just going around the parks and being the weird guy who's, like, crouched in a corner, like, taking a picture (laughs) from a low angle.
0: Getting that artistic shot. Yeah.
1: I love doing that. That's awesome. I think it's so fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I do, too, but when you're with your family and, you know... You've, you're trying to cater to the needs of the group you can't just be like right. hold on let me crawl on the ground for a second because i envision this amazing shot right now with the bright background and the lighting and they're like now come on matt we're we're gonna go ride this ride
1: <laughs> yeah no absolutely especially if you're traveling with a, a smaller child like you are where it's like your son's gonna be you know running 10 miles a minute yes so he's he's gonna be one Go, 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 go.
0: Up until a certain point because well, yeah. the, the heat and sun does get to him. Sure, and sure. Then it's like he will just pass out on, you know, Haunted Mansion or in a <laughs> stroller. And it's like, how do you pass out on Haunted Mansion? This is the best ride in the world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, that it's was dark one and thing. cool. One thing that I did realize this trip that I, I always knock Tori on this on on my show is her falling asleep on different rides. <laughs> and I realized there are legitimate nap spots in Disney World. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate to say it, but I was in Impressions de France and uh-huh. the France Pavilion, and I was like, wow, this is kind of boring. It's just instrumental music. I'm tired, and it's dark, and Can it's terrible. I think I might have. Yeah. <laughs> I really think I might have. I hate to admit it, but No, there's
0: no shame in that. You got to yeah. catch it where you can.
1: Yeah, it was uh it was rough. Like But yeah, I I tried to do everything that I hadn't done in the past and a lot of the shows were those things. Like I I did um the show in in France, I did um The American Adventure and Seeing the Voices of Liberty in The American Adventure, mm-hmm. if you've never seen them, wow are they amazing yeah that that
0: is a shameful thing i have not seen voices of liberty yet
1: they are fantastic like i was blown away just like that's something i want to do every trip now just really in principle yes because it's in air conditioning and they are so good yeah so good yeah yeah so it was
0: anything uh, that's it's quality entertainment and air conditioning, it's almost a must-do at Disney.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Did you ride Soarin?
1: I did. I did Soarin two times. Nice. I had a fast pass one time, and then I think I picked up another fast pass actually for another time. Nice. But the wait time really didn't exceed more than forty minutes. Throughout, yeah, you can sneak onto that one. Yeah. So I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> a lot of the time, actually, living with the land had a longer wait than Soren. Wow. Yeah, I don't know how that happened, hmm. but it did. So, like, there was one point where I had just, uh, I had my fast pass for Soren, and I was like, I'm going to jump right on to Living with the Land after, and it was like a 40-minute wait, and I was like, ah, there is no way I'm waiting 40 minutes for Living with the Land, <laughs> as much as I love that ride.
0: Yeah. I... Th- I feel like I either do a fast pass for it, or it's like you rope drop Soren and then go live with the land. Because exactly. you're right, it can get up there for the wait times. I love it, but I wouldn't wait Soren wait times for it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it, like, and at that point, I was like, I could walk over to Frozen and wait 20 minutes. Like, I feel like that's a no-brainer. Yeah. So yeah, it was just kind of fun, just being like, you know, I don't want to do this. I don't feel like waiting here, so I'm gonna walk the. Complete opposite side of the park and find something to do. Uh huh. So yeah. I, my Fitbit definitely told me that I was walking <laughs> a lot. That's for sure. Yeah. So.
0: So as far as like a follow up goes, are you going to do anything for your podcast about this trip?
1: Yes, absolutely. Like I said, I'm going to be doing our very first vlog. Um, when that will be released, I do not know. It'll just come down to when I have time to edit. Mm -hmm. Um, I plan on doing a full food and wine review with pictures and text and also recording a review as well. Trying to get it, hit it on every single uh, medium with writing, photography, video, and audio. Great, Uh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, just trying to do different things in that regard. Um, I'm going to be doing a full review of my year as an annual pass holder. Um, so I'm going to be detailing four different trips and just what being a pass holder means or meant to me. Um, that's kind of sad to say that I have to <laughs> use past tense now. Um, and then uh, also building a lightsaber at uh, Savi's workshop in galaxy's edge. So that was an awesome experience that I got to do too. So yeah. And it's, it's kind of a bummer because it was so fun to do, but I'm doing it as a wedding gift for one of my best friends, so I don't get to keep the lightsaber.
0: Uh, that's an incredible gift, though. You're a good friend.
1: <laughs> well, it's it's a gift that all of the groomsmen kind of pitch for. So, uh-huh. yeah, it was...
0: But you got to build it?
1: Yes, I got to build it.
0: That's so, nice.
1: And I got to take pictures with it up in front of the Falcon, so that was nice. really cool, too yeah so that was that was a really neat experience. and just kind of being able to go through that whole process was outstanding. It really was so it it is a steep price for sure, but definitely definitely worth it if that's what you're into,
0: yeah, yeah I we are super budget friendly, so it really is gonna come down to do we want to spend the money? The experience I absolutely want to do yeah it was it was a very if it happens yeah very nice cool well i really appreciate you coming on and sharing about your trip you know i love trip reports i love listening to yours and when rachel got sick i was like oh man and then instantly i was like oh I'm contacting Matt. I'm going to ask him if he'll come on and talk about his trip. So really appreciate you filling in. Absolutely. Last I'm, minute for us.
1: I'm so glad that you reached out. I've I've yeah. been wanting to collab with you for quite a while.
0: I know. I know. And, and I've got all these lists of ideas and stuff. And, you know, I didn't want to give you anything without advance notice. So the trip report just actually kind of fits really nicely right. with, yeah, you absolutely. know, 24 hours notice. But um, we'll have to get together and do... Another fun topic as well in the future.
1: Yeah, sounds good to me for sure.
0: Awesome. Now, you are also a first-time guest on the show, which means you get the lightning round. Okay. Okay, so I did not send you these questions in advance. If you listen to the show, you know what they are. That's okay. But the idea is that without prepping your answer, you hear the question and you just kind of go with the first instinct. So... Don't worry about like, ah, oh, you know, later on you're going to think about it and be like, oh, I should have answered this. That's okay. So lightning round. Um, by the way, feel free to defend any of your answers to explain them, but you also can just answer and you don't have to okay. give any re- reasoning if you don't want to. You got it. We're going to start easy. And number one is your favorite Disney movie. Lion King. All right. Yes. No hesitation. <laughs>
1: no, that's my favorite movie of all time.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, sidebar: What did you think of the live action?
1: You know, I enjoyed it. I didn't love it. Uh, I thought Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen were great.
0: Oh, they were the—they stole the show for sure. Yes,
1: like Billy Eichner was absolutely fantastic. Donald Glover's singing voice—I um, know that a lot of people were worried about that, um, but he's Josh Gambino, and yeah. I don't know why people were worried about that.
0: Yeah, and he couldn't really keep up with Beyoncé, but he's still a great singer.
1: Exactly. So, like, whenever he came in for his first lines in Hakuna Matata, and you get that Childish Gambino yell, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, man, this is awesome. Uh-huh. But, yeah, no, they, I enjoyed it. I don't think it was any, like, it wasn't the best live action or CGI, I should say. But, yeah, it was enjoyable.
0: Nice. I like how you know our listeners are probably like, You say lightning round and then you ask <laughs> hey, tell me about this uh, movie that you saw recently. It's okay, you know. We do things how we want here at Part of a World Podcast. <laughs> okay, question number two is what is your favorite Disney song?
1: My favorite Disney song is Strangers Like Me from Tarzan.
0: All right. Interesting choice.
1: Yes. That one I don't have any uh any reasoning for I just really like Phil Collins and for some reason that's the song that always jumps out to me when I'm on a Disney playlist
0: fair enough okay number three what is the best Disney parks snack
1: oh I gotta go with the Dole Whip Mm.
0: all right tried and true yeah all right the next question is a little convoluted but it's essentially, what is your favorite non-Fast Pass attraction? You know, a ride that you don't need or have a Fast Pass for that you're going to go on. I said ride. Any attraction
1: Right. this. Um. Oh, this is so tough because there are so many. But I would have to say can i give you two is that cheating
0: uh the jury will
1: allow it okay um so festival of the lion king at okay. animal kingdom i love that show i think it's the best show on property um, i mean aside from happily ever after and then um the people mover okay yeah great so
0: all right what is your must ride attraction have to do it here in the parks you get one ride what are you riding
1: uh journey into imagination which i am totally kidding uh, <laughs> <laughs> i was like okay <laughs> no, all right no, it's a cult it.
0: classic i get it
1: <laughs> no i'm kidding uh i would say expedition everest for sure
0: uh yeah awesome um number six what's the most memorable character interaction you've had
1: uh, it was actually on the trip in july that i took with my parents um my dad and i the first time i went in 2005 we met winnie the pooh and winnie the pooh was my favorite character growing up so we had this picture from 05 and we went back uh, a couple months ago and we recreated this picture and i took it up to Pooh and tigger and they were just like so on board for like recreating this photo and it was just awesome because i'm typically one of those awkward people during meet and greets i've gotten better over time Mm -hmm. but whenever I had this thing to connect with them and really like just have them bounce off of my excitement and seeing their excitement for it as well. It was just awesome. And the pictures turned out amazing. Yeah. That's
0: really special. I love that yeah. answer. Yeah. It was really cool. Nice. Okay. I think I know the answer to this next one, but what is your favorite Epcot festival?
1: Uh, you know, I would have to say food and wine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Big surprise. Yeah. this all the way with that one. <laughs> Okay, uh, number eight. The top item on your Disney bucket list. This can be anything Disney-related. Top item on your bucket list.
1: I think right now is to go to Disneyland. Because I've never been anywhere besides Disney World. But if we're talking just Disney World, I would say staying at probably the Polynesian. All
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, can't blame you for that. Number nine, you can bring back one defunct attraction or restore a current one to an older form. What do you bring back?
1: Um, you know, I feel like I would love to ride the original journey into imagination, but I feel like it would also be very dated at this mm-hmm. point. Um, so I understand why it's not there anymore. Um, but I would really like to bring back Soarin' Over California.
0: Nice. Yes. Yeah. So you haven't been to Disneyland, but you did Soarin' Over California at Walt well, Disney World?
1: Yes, at Epcot in 2013. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: I'm hoping when we go out to Disneyland that they bring that back there. I just want to try it.
1: Yeah, it was... once like the orange smell Uh it's like like i know in soren over the world they have like that grass smell over the savannah and like the polynesian waters Uh
0: uh-huh
1: but like that orange smell in soren over california is just like something that just like i could smell it and be like that's from soren yeah just one of those things that clicks in your mind
0: nice uh number 10 final question don't quit your day job, but if you had to be a cast member, what would you do?
1: Uh I would be the uh the instructor for the animation academy at Animal Kingdom. Awesome. Yeah. Like I said, I'm a graphic designer, so yeah. it fits. Uh, I've I've always wanted to be an animator for Disney and just been drawing Disney characters since I was as like as as old as I could hold a pencil so that's just always been a dream of mine so
0: awesome cool well thanks again for coming on Matt I I consider you a good Disney friend I remember when I was starting to kind of design our website you reached out to me and was like hey I do graphic design let me know if you need any help yeah absolutely awesome really appreciate it Um, and you do a great show so thank you why don't you tell our listeners where they can find your show, where they can find you on social media?
1: Yes. Uh, well, first off, thank you very much for having me. And also congrats on becoming a travel agent. I don't know Thanks. if you've, uh, mentioned that on the show or not yet, but I, we haven't
0: done any official announcement yet, but mostly cause I'm not done with my training. Sure. But,
1: but congrats in general. Thank you. Uh, thank you. It, um, But yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at L-O-T-M podcast, Instagram at L-O-T-M podcast, and Facebook just by searching Love of the Mouse podcast. And you can also check out all of our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, you know, anywhere you can find podcasts or by visiting our website, loveofthemousepodcast.com.
0: Sweet. Yeah, so go and support him and support the show, and it's a great Twitter follow as well. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, that concludes this episode of Part of Our World podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, As always, you know, when you go check out Matt's show, if you like it, drop him a review on iTunes. And any iTunes reviews that are left for our show, we will read on the show. Um, They just go a really long way in helping uh, people find us. Of course, tell your friends and spread the word. But Thanks for choosing to listen to this show and thanks Matt for coming on and being an awesome guest. Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me. It was a blast.
0: Yeah. All right. Bye. (laughs) Are you ready? Up to Neverland. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.